A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Friday with friends or Friday fun, Friday function, all of it. And I am just by myself on my podcast today. I don't have friends, but I do have a book. And this book is my friend today, so this will count. And the subject is part of the book, but this book is called Everyday Spiritual Practice. It is Simple Pathways for Enriching Your Life. It's a really lovely book, and I I wanted to talk about one aspect within it that I think a lot of us can relate to right now. And that is adversity and kind of how to how do we how do we navigate adversity in our lives because this time period in the world we don't even have to look far to see many examples of adversity you know where people are struggling the word adverse comes from the latin adversus meaning hostile so uh it's not just a struggle it's when things are really kind of quite dire. Things come to our lives, which we don't voluntarily choose. And that really is adversity at its, at its heart is that, um, we, you know, we're not going to choose some of the stuff that happens to us, but it happens. So what do we do with that? And in this spiritual practice book, it really talks about like, what do we do that? You know, when you're, when you are, um, bombarded with situations, environment, people, um, that that hardships that happen, how do you how do you deal with that and maintain your kind of center? You know, so this book really investigates how to develop a discipline in your spiritual practice that will help comfort you and, in fact, nourish you in those moments of adversity. So the the question it asks and the 
chapter on adversity is what relationship will we have to that adversity? Will we hate it? Will we attempt to escape it, perhaps through destructive addictions to alcohol or drugs? Will we engage in behaviors that are so excessive that they momentarily distract and console us? Will we withdraw into self-pity, depression, or whining? Will we become angry and project our unhappiness onto society? We see that happening for sure. Will we blame our suffering on parenting, cultural oppression, historical injustice, or bad genes? And finally, it asks, will we take refuge in the belief that if the world or the economy or our neighborhood could only be transformed, there would be very little hardship in our lives? So the idea is there is there's an alternative to that. There is an alternative. And that's, you know, it's always interesting because when we talk about spiritual practices, some people immediately get like this like door just shut, you know, it's like cage door, boom. Don't want to use that word. So I would say use whatever word feels right for you. So spiritual practice is really just trying to elevate your personal spirit, who you are at your essence. And in that, um, in the the realm of your spirit, I always say the body is the container of the spirit. And so if the body is is weakened or has illness or is not taken well, taken great care of, it, it's the structure that holds your spirit intact. So it's going to affect your spirit. That's why I'm such a big believer in movement. You know, I was listening to Gabby Reese, who I just love her. She's was a professional volleyball player and she's married to Laird Hamilton. And she was talking about this practice they do with ice baths and they do um, a lot of stuff underwater where they're you know, working obviously incredibly with their breathing, holding their breath and expanding, you know, the potential, the, the potential of their lung capacity. And then they're adding weights to it. It's really, it's fun and crazy stuff. And she was saying, you know, I'm doing all this stuff or we're doing all this stuff, referring to her husband as well. We're doing all this stuff, you know, nutrition and working out. And it's not just like, get that extra 15 push-ups or see if you can you know, hang for this or stay in your ice bath for, for whatever. And we're doing that. We're eating well and we're trying to you know sleep well. We're doing all that just to have a shot at feeling whole. Like just have a shot. Like we got, that's like the minimal, you know, that's where we're starting from. It's like so much work just to have a shot. And I thought, wow, what an honest statement. So I think that is spiritual practice. It's what are you doing to give yourself a shot, a shot at feeling better in life and at managing adversity, at managing the things that you do not voluntarily have and and become subject to, you know? And so I think the answer is first, we have a choice. We have a choice in how we respond. And I try to convey this in my teachings, in my own life, in my parenting, and it's not perfect by any means. I mean, it's a practice. And, but it's that we have a choice in how we respond to things. We ha- we can say like, that sucks. And I think as a parent, we need to say that more often instead of like our you know immediate response. I think a lot as parents and, um, you know, we want to just help and, you know, problem solve and, and take care of it, you know? And sometimes it's just enough to be like, God, that really sucks. I'm sorry. You know, that just... So empathy is huge. Um, and I think we can do it with ourselves too. I think we can allow ourselves to be like, God, this happened to me and it's, I'm, oh, it sucks. 
there's a difference between like giving yourself that moment and having like going down the hole of a pity party, right? It's the 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 reflection of like this is this is I'm I'm in this hole, I'm going down, I'm and these things have happened on and on and on. But what am I going to do about that? What is my practice or protocol that I will do with this state of adversity? So what is your spiritual practice? I, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I think everybody has something different, but you have to know that there is something to, that you can do, that alternative, whether it's meditation, whether it's movement as meditation, whether it's both, um, whether it's prayer, whether it's searching for or seeking, actively seeking help from someone else, all of those things are going to be part of the, the spiritual practice in learning to navigate adversity. So in the chapter on adversity, they talk a lot about the different religious uh, examples that where adversity is in Judaism and Christianity and in many practices. And one of the, I'm going to read you one poem, which I thought is just beautiful. And this was translated, and this is by the Persian mystic, um, Haviz. I hope I'm saying that right. And it translates into meaning that his poem is absolutely clear. And so he might even, in his poem, it might even, he, he's imagining adversity maybe would stay with us a little longer because what are we going to learn from this in our unchosen circumstances? So here's the poem. Don't surrender your loneliness so quickly. Let it cut more deep. Let it ferment and season you as few human or even divine ingredients can. Something missing in my heart tonight has made my eyes so soft, my voice so tender, my need of God absolutely clear. And so what he's saying in this spiritual moment is is that whether it's God or just something bigger, is that adversity can take away our kind of superficial concerns, our arrogance, our illusions of control. It can force us to ask for help and to reach out for community. And it's really, I think he's he's trying to convey that what we can learn from adversity is our need for something greater than ourselves. And in that adversity, we have this unique, and this is what he was saying, you can, few human or divine ingredients can give you this. We have this unique opportunity, if we look at it that way, to go deeper into this, our spirit, into our source, our strength, and build from there. And remember that we are whole and we might need help and we might need to reach out. But we need to keep our, ourselves open to this, the circumstances that, that are in existence in an imperfect world. So I think the, the bottom line is, and this is what I'm taking away from this and from other things that I've read on adversity and having had adversity this past year in my life, losing my father, huge adversity, something I would never choose and never wish on anyone. It's that 
we, I, I did reach out. I shared a lot of my own experience and I did it with no other intention, I think, except probably a subconscious um, calling for, for community, for feeling like, hey, I'm not alone in this. And boy, the, the letters that I got and the messages that I got really gave me comfort because it made me feel like, oh yes, I'm not alone in this and it's awful and it's, I, I can't, I can't make it any different, but I'm not alone in it. And it will in some way continue to reveal to me how strong I am. Even though I didn't ask for it, it will, it will reveal to me that and it will strengthen my spirit. And in that adversity, I will remember how to survive. I will remember that I, I did survive it. And I will then be able to help others. And I think, again, all these hard lessons are continually reminding us of the importance of community and of love and of generosity. And that, um, that, like, like, again, what Gabby said is if we can do all the work and we just have a shot at feeling more whole, then that's... That's why we do it all. We do all the work, all the practices, both spiritual, physical, they're all the same to me <laughs> because moving on my mat is incredibly spiritual. But, you know, all of it we do to have a shot at it. And 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 then to know in those moments of deep adversity I, that we have those, those protocols in place. Ask for help, share with others, move your body, breathe, cry, journal, um, walk in nature, on and on. Figure figure what works best for you because we live in an imperfect world. We're going to have adversity. So I think the lesson is, how do we navigate? We navigate together. We navigate together. So thank you for listening and thank you for those of you who have supported me just by listening, but also if you've written notes to me and I read them all and they warm my heart. And I hope that I can be there for others who go through adversity. So please know that I'm here for you, pulling for you as always, and sending you lots of love. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.